what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange on the Mesh Podcast Network, a monthly conversation about startups and small business with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. On today's show, mission statements. Love them, hate them, do you even need them? We'll touch on a recent article about do's and don'ts and try to figure out whether the Entrepreneur Exchange has a mission other than helping you kill 30 minutes of your commute. We're going to talk about marketing today with our guest Marcus Bowles, the founder of Customized Minds. We're going to learn about his business and talk about how he helps uh, startups go about doing their marketing. Finally, we'll wind up with our Small Business in the Month feature where we'll highlight some interesting businesses that you should be checking out. Greetings. My name is Jeff Newville. I'm your co-host, and I'm the director of the Small Business Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller. Gary's the dean of the School of Business, Industry, and Technology at Catawba Valley Community College here in Hickory. Gary, how are you doing today? Jeff, I'm doing great. Enjoying this uh, cool, relatively cool summer weather. Well, we're, we're uh, here in, in late June, and uh, we've been having uh, fabulous 80-degree, uh, not-too-humid weather. I'm sure it's going to change. I am sure it's going to change. We'll probably have our eight weeks of no rain and 90-plus weather, but right now it's been pretty good for the first six weeks of the summer. And, and Gary, you are, you're back from a successful week in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, with the, uh, the college's Skills USA teams, and uh, you brought home some awards, and we actually had two entrepreneurship teams that finished in the top ten of their respective categories. So, yes, uh, we're really excited about it. I think I might highlight them in our uh, Small Business of the Month coming up later this in this podcast. Well, that's gonna, that, that will keep people... I think that's a good teaser yeah, to hear yeah, about the exciting things that they did in Louisville. Well, that's very good. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about mission statements because, uh, personally, I've never been a big fan of mission statements. Sometimes they make me bang my head against the wall and, and put me to sleep. But I, I, I saw an article in Inc. Magazine Recently, uh, I was doing some catching up on my reading, and I was going through the April edition of Inc. Magazine, and there was a, a nice little article with tips on how to write an effective mission statement and uh, talking about how it can be meaningful both internally to an organization as well as something that uh, organizations' customers can embrace. And they made some suggestions, like making it personal, uh, the importance of sticking to it even when it's hard. There was an example about uh, how one company had to get rid of some customers because when they really thought about their mission and what they were trying to accomplish, there were certain lines of business that really didn't make sense to them. Didn't they had, with their business. They had, to, yep. they had to do a little bit of soul-searching to make sure that uh, they were walking the talk. And it also provided some suggestions on how to write a good mission statement, uh, one and, and that we'll, we'll share with uh, our listeners. Ask why, not what. Why are we in business, not what we sell? And they talk about, you know, if we're selling widgets, we don't just say, we make the best widgets. But they talk about how our widgets might be used to create uh, wonderful bridges to bridge uh, the uh, – Gap between why we're what why we're in business, like you said, right. what the product's really going to help us solve a problem or uh, help us do something better than we've done it before. You got me at a good time because, uh, quite honestly, 
uh, I feel a little bit like you do, at least in the past, when talking about mission statements and vision statements, that sometimes it's, people think it's a little hokey and they, or they come up with these things that are soft or you know, squishy, flowery, but they really don't help you drive your business. But if you do a good job working on the vision and mission statement, uh, it can be a useful tool. I do believe that. And I just came through a retreat where we were talking about mission statements and vision statements and actually core values that tie into it. And uh, so you hit me where we had a very good discussion from uh, a group of people who had the same kind of opinions. But they really had didn't even know what the mission statement of the organization they were involved in. Now that, that's the meeting that you were thanking me for getting you out of because we had a podcast today. Uh, actually, that's true. Okay. <laughs> I just want to check. Yes. So other suggestion, uh, uh, another suggestion or, or a recommendation, keep your mission statement short. And I really like the example they used there. They said at one point, Pepsi's mission statement was simply beat Coke. There and, you go. And people would come to work every day and, hey, that focuses you. What do we have to do today? To beat Coke. So keep it short. And the last suggestion was... And understandable. And understandable, yeah. The last suggestion they had was, if you can't do it right, don't do it. And that if you come up with a mission statement, which really isn't reflective of your organization or your company, the people that work in the company are going to know it. And and it can have a a negative effect if if they... uh, uh, I think perhaps you're being hypocritical or, or don't understand the organization. And uh, so if you really can't come up with a good one, don't do it. So I think that makes sense. So, you know, this leads us all to what should the mission statement for the Entrepreneur Exchange podcast be? Oh, my gosh. We're going to have to have another retreat. Well, no, not the <laughs> retreat. Not the greater retreat. Because, you know, I, because I, I respectfully uh, understand that the community college retreats probably have limitations in terms of of uh, adult beverages and whatnot. And, and you're my, drinking your Coke, or I'm drinking Coke and you're drinking coffee. That's, well, that's where it stops. I am right now, but if, right. I, if you want me to go to another retreat, I might need an adult <laughs> beverage if you really want the creative juices to flow. Well, I'll talk about that since we're going to have one in a couple of weeks. Well, that's my that's suggestion. Gonna, that's how we're going to attract you to come? Perhaps. And be more engaged than you would otherwise? Anyway, we'll, we'll throw that out to our many <laughs> listeners. If you have an idea for what our mission statement should be, we, we, we appreciate your feedback. We'll work on that, too, and, and report back. But, okay, that's but, very good. But uh, email us at, at eexchange at themesh.tv with your suggestions for the Entrepreneur Exchange mission statement. So we've got a guest with us today. Uh, Marcus Bowles, who is the CEO and founder of Customized Minds, and he's got his fingers in a lot of pots, including uh, working with startups, business development, professional speaking, e-commerce, and and probably some other things. Marcus, how are you doing today? I am doing good, gentlemen. Um, I'm, I'm excited to, to be on with you all today and uh, looking forward to adding uh, you know, value to the listeners and even adding value to you know, what you guys were talking about, um, you know, that, that value and that mission statement and how you know, our marketing can be important when, when talking about that. So I'm doing good. Well, we we appreciate uh, you spending some time with us today, you know, and, and you know, Gary, Gary and I are at the point where whenever we have a guest that can provide any bit of value, we're going to we're going to embrace him. So we're very excited about so, bringing you know, value. We're looking for value wherever, wherever we can get it, Marcus. So thank you. Um, tell us a little bit about your background and tell us about your business, uh, Customized Minds. 
Yeah, so, um, you know, you touched on it a little bit. You know, it sounds like we're in a lot of pots, and, and we are, but uh, it's very um, streamlined. It's very focused, and uh, we have a great team surrounding us, and um, and I'll touch on that, you know, here in a, in a second. But you, you may wonder, you know, how, you know, I got to where I'm at, you know, why, why so much in such a little time, and, you know, kind of what's the focus, and, so it really, you know, really deals with my, my background and really my upbringing. Um, I'm originally from Kansas City, Missouri. Um, I spent 18 years of my life there, for, so from first born all the way up until it was time for me to, uh, to go off to college. Uh, but along that, that way, um, I was actually, you know, blessed to be a third generation entrepreneur. So, um, you know, with that being said, my mom and my dad, they were both entrepreneurs as well as uh, my grandfather, um, he was an entrepreneur, and I don't know if my great grandparents were, but I, I have a hint uh, or a hunch that that they were. So, um, really, that's kind of what you know led me to get to the to the business that I'm at today. But just like how most of my generation, you know, was the millennial generation, my parents were a big believer in you know education. You know, that's your 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 key, your ticket to um, success, quote unquote. So. Um, they implemented that into me just as much as uh, they did entrepreneurship. So, starting in 2008, um, before I actually, you know, started uh, my company, Customized Minds, um, I went on a six-year quest to acquire uh, five degrees and ending that in 2014. And uh, you know, those degrees consisted of information technology, uh, marketing, supply chain, and business. And um, I was able to basically develop specialties in sales, recruiting, marketing, which we'll talk about today, uh, financial services and, re and real estate. And it all kind of, again, seems a little bit, you know, different. But the way that, you know, I approach life and, and what I learned from my parents and grandparents is that, you know, life is really a game. And I talk about this in one of my keynote uh, presentations that I do, uh, Speak Life 365. It's a, uh, you know, if you look at life at a game or if you look at anything that you do as a game, we can all relate because we've all played games before, um, is that those games have a set of instructions and have a set of rules to follow in order to, you know, achieve whatever the end goal or the results of the game is. And so by doing that, I look at life, I looked at my education, I even look at my business as the same. And that also explains to why we, it seems like we're in so many different things. But at the same time, what we're actually doing is leveraging um, previous experiences, previous endeavors that we've had, uh, allowing us to move into new industries or create joint ventures or, or partnerships in order to continue to grow um, you know, our business. And, and again, I took that same approach to my education. I took that same approach to the areas that uh, you know, I became a, a subject matter expert in. So. That's a little bit about, about me in a nutshell, my, my upbringing. Um, all of that rolls up into 25 years of entrepreneurship exposure, 11 of those years being in business, nine of those years being in IT, and then um, a, an additional nine years in professional speaking and training. So uh, again, that that's me. Uh, now, what led me to to start Customized Minds is, well, and, as and, you could and, probably and, tell, and Marcus, before just that, Marcus, I'll no, just say ahead. one one thing. I'll just say is that you know, we're we're you know, we're beating the bushes for for students on quest to get five degrees here at the community college. So if you've got any friends, you know, we get a little commission on that sort of stuff. So send them our way, would you? 
Man, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in it, and I definitely will. Just just tell them, hey, you know, look at the uh, look at the curriculum, you know, look at what it takes to, you know, achieve whatever degree, and I guarantee you, you know, you'll find that overlap, and honestly, that's all that I did, and, um, you know, there were some times I was taking 21 hours for a semester, but in the long run, it was like, I'm already taking a class, I might as well double apply it, so that's, that's honestly what happened. Well, tell, tell us something about Customized Minds. Yeah, so Customized Minds, it's a, a marketing holding firm, and we focus on uh, joint ventures and business project management. So really what that is, as, as you hinted on, uh, we have three primary divisions, one being in, in business development, another being in e-commerce, and then uh, the last one being in digital education. And so really what that really says for Customized Minds, it just holds everything together. Um, I studied, you know, business and, and looked at the larger corporations, and honestly, that is the the business model that a lot of them follow. So they'll they'll start in one industry, and and I pretty much started in the uh, the business development industry, you know, coaching and 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 consulting. But as the the organization grows. Um, you know, they'll acquire, you know, companies expanding them into new industries or they'll acquire, uh, you know, new opportunities or do joint ventures that ultimately expand the company's portfolio. Um, you know, you know, Walmart or Amazon or any of the big, big box players you'll look at and, you know, they started off maybe in the grocery industry, but they moved over into the supply chain with all of the uh, logistics when, you know, shipping their packages. And that's the same philosophy um, that I follow. So it's been a great, you know, experience. Um, it's been a, a, a challenging experience at some times, but the one number one thing that we have in our organization is people. Um, you know, people are what make everything happen. If you, you know, focus on your people, all the bottom line, the results, all those good good things will, will, will come. And so that's a little bit about customized minds, how we're set up, and, and, and I may share some, some tidbits from the sub-companies as we go throughout the conversation today. Well, and, and that's, you know, you, sounds very ambitious, and, and congratulations on the success that you've, uh, you've had so far. I mean, it sounds like some of the work that you're doing in business development, and I suspect other areas, you're working with, with relatively new businesses, and uh, they're trying to get established. So, from from the marketing perspective, uh, how do you approach how do you approach marketing with new businesses, and and you know what might be some tips out there for some of the folks uh, listening to the podcast? Absolutely, and, and, and honestly, in uh, what we do in that business development space, that's honestly the the, the number one thing that that we're asked. Uh, so, we do work with a lot of uh, brand new startups. You know, so those that have not even, you know, gotten their business name um, yet, all the way to those that are, you know, pretty much kind of at the end of the, the line of the startup phase and ready to go into launch. And we also work with uh, established businesses that, you know, maybe have been around three or four or five years, but looking, of course, to grow to a mid-sized company or, or a large organization. Um, but one of the main things that, that you know, we're, we're asked and most entrepreneurs are aware of this is, you know, marketing. And you know, as time has gone on, you know, marketing has become just as important as sales because your marketing is what ultimately is going to probably be the number one contributor to your sales, whether that be marketing directly to new customers, marketing directly to uh, previous customers, trying to make them return customers and get them to repeat buy. Uh, so that's a lot of what we do 
in that business development space. So to answer your question, you know, how do you, does a new business go about approaching marketing? Well, there's a couple things that you want to do and what you want to look at. First and foremost, you, you want to make sure you, you understand your industry um, and you understand some of your competitors, some of your, what I like to call closer competitors. So if you are a company that has three employees, you may want to try to look at some of the marketing strategies that another company that has three to five employees is doing. Um, but then you also want to kind of look at maybe more of your distant competitors, someone that's in your industry that has, you know, hundreds of employees or, you know, thousands of customers um, and see some of the things that they're doing. So what you're able to do, you're able to condense down, okay, now what works best for us? Kind of going back to what you guys were talking about, your mission and vision, you know, what is going to work best for us? What makes the most sense? And what do we genuinely feel the type of people that we're trying to attract into our business and, and ultimately drive sales will connect with them because you, you have to do it that way because now today is not that you don't have enough marketing resources or tools to help you achieve your goal. In my opinion, you honestly have too many. Uh, you know, there's companies that are starting up every single day that are telling you, hey, you know, do our product, do our service, do our system, and we'll increase your sales by a thousand percent. Well, that's hundreds of companies, you know, mission and vision. So how do you, you know, cut it down to the top five to seven that you're going to implement? And it goes back to number one, understanding your industry. Number two, looking at your competitors and seeing what they're doing. And number three, you know, pulling out those top five or seven of what makes the most sense for your organization and what you're trying to do. And that's how I, you know, we teach people to approach marketing as a new business and even as an existing business as well. Well, I, I think the, um, you know, the, 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 the focusing aspect becomes very, very important because yeah, I'm sure you work with folks as Gary and I do who, when they get, get started, they're very excited and they want to do, uh, they have to get a website up and they want to get it uh, they need to get a Twitter account and they want to get a Facebook account and by the way what about Pinterest and what about Instagram and what about this and what about that when it comes to helping new businesses focus and prioritize what advice do you give to them and that you know, many new businesses have limited resources and and can't afford to do all the, uh, everything at once, and, and probably they shouldn't be doing everything at once, and that they, uh, if they try to do too much, they'll probably not do anything particularly well. How do you, how do you get folks uh, focused and, and help them do some prior, prioritization? I think that's a word. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so a, a couple approaches that we, we, take, we take to that. So, you know, when we're doing our business development, you know, we are – we're, we're not, you know, an in-house shop that's going to take on, you know, doing your marketing, doing, uh, you know, the actual work for you. We focus on educating you in, in an aspect in the business owners and the team, um, exposing, exposing you to experts who can manage those services uh, for you, exposing you to um, applications or systems that can work for your business. So that's really the, our specialty. But the approach that we take to getting you focused is, again, you know, first you got to look at your, you know, your, your resource, 
limitation, um, time as well as dollars. Because a lot of people forget the time piece because social media, in a sense, it's free. You know, you do have paid marketing um, campaigns and things like that that you can take advantage of. But also just the managing factor of all of the social media that's available to you is a cost as well. Because someone has to be managing that content. Someone has to create that content. Someone has to engage with uh, the people who are liking the page or who are sending you inbox messages or who are retweeting or reposting, um, you know, whatever you're putting out there. So you, you got to also look at that aspect. And when we sit down and talk to uh, business owners, that's something that I see in their eyes that light up because they don't think of it that way. It's like, oh, well, yeah, it is costing me time because that time that you or someone on your team is managing that is preventing them or, you know, they're allocated to that task and they can't go out and sell. They can't go out and do, you know, new product development or, or any of the other tasks that go along with making your business successful. So when you look at that marketing aspect that just as much as the money that you spend on your resources and, and on your systems helping you, that time must be allocated as well. So we help them first get that hurdle. When we get them there, we say, okay, here are some, some ways to outsource some of this managerial type work when it comes to your marketing um, systems as well as admins who specialize in whether it be social media marketing, whether it be you know ad marketing, you know where you're posting ads on the, the search engines and things along those lines. Um, so that's really how we, we prioritize it. First, getting them their mind to wrap around that time is also costing you. Then exposing them to, okay, so I can leverage my time the best. Okay, what systems or what outsource admin activities are available to me? And then, you know, what is that ultimately going to cost me and how do I implement them based on the financial resources that I have? Well, and, and I think, you know, the, the, the time consideration is is very, very critical in that, you know, people do look at the social media aspect and, you know, they, they rub their hands together and say, oh, you know, advertising's you know, it's, it's cheap to market these days. And in terms of using social media platforms, yes, but in terms of uh, using them intelligently and and allocating uh, the the appropriate amount of time to using that, that's that there is a cost of that so that's pretty important. Absolutely, there's there's a whole um, you know mechanism and, and that's why we we took the approach of introducing our clients to those that specialize in in these type of areas the, these admins or or these uh, you know resources these freelancers honestly uh, because. You look out there, you just go on Pinterest or any other, or Google it, you know, they'll show you for each social site the peak times for, uh, you know, customers. And those peak times can mean different things depending on what you're trying to achieve. So if you're a shopping organization, um, you know, you probably want to be posting your ads on the peak time for Facebook. But if you are, let's say, I don't know, in personal development, that peak time of posting ads on on Facebook may not be as sequential to you because you know you can you know have a video three to five minute video and it, and it still be effective at the off peak hours of someone who maybe is at work at two three o'clock and just kind of scrolling through their timeline. So 
definitely, you know, get connected with some resources that can, um, you know, understand those metrics. Your job as a business owner, the most important thing is to be informed. From there, just like any other organization, you know, kind of hire your subject matter experts to kind of run those tasks for you. Um, and there's different ways to, to go about that as well. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-hosts of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on the TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. And, and we've been talking more about how you go about working with uh, other companies. When when you look at uh, your own company, Customized Minds, and the things that you're doing, what what have you found to be the most successful uh, uh, marketing tools? And how do you balance social media marketing versus uh, more more traditional type marketing? So um, that's a that's a great question, and I'm a, and I'm a big believer of not you know, preaching anything that, that we don't practice. Now, I say that to limitation because each business, each organization, you know, has its own unique dynamics. And so there's not a, a, a magic pill that fits all. So some of the things that we do and uh, let's say, for instance, our e-commerce space with customized shopping, you know, we don't do uh, with our business development division, CM Investments. It just doesn't make sense. Um, so it kind of really goes back to, you know, looking at, uh, what I said earlier, your industry, looking at your competitors, looking at you know what's available to you, and then what makes sense for where you're at today and what you're trying to achieve. Um, and we rarely do uh, marketing overall for customized minds because it, it's really just the group. It's just really uh, the business entity that holds everything together. So you'll see a lot of the time we're doing uh, marketing in the, the individual subtracts of subcompanies. But um, the things that, that we do, you know, we have a complete marketing mix. Um, you know, again, we teach people and I took this approach that, you know, you, you don't want to have all your marketing relying, let's just say, on traditional marketing, such as going to networking events. Now, early on in my career, you know, I was at a lot of networking events. I had thousands of business business cards. And I think at some point, depending on the, the business model and the industry that you're in, um, it's important to have that baseline. You know that helped really build a lot of our initial email marketing campaign. So of course that's another component that we have to um, our marketing strategy. And of course we have a uh, social media marketing. Now social media marketing has, whether you believe it or not, multiple components of it. Um, video marketing is available to be done on Facebook, to be done on Twitter, and that's a component of social media marketing. Um, a lot of people overlook this aspect is inboxing, you know, having inbox conversations on LinkedIn or on Facebook or on Twitter. That's a form of you actually marketing and, and bringing someone closer um, to to to, you know, a sales conversion for your organization. And that's something that we do um, as well uh, for our e-commerce. You know, we do search engine optimization. So SEO. Um, you know, since it's shopping, you know, people are Googling or typing in, you know, where to shop or where to find this, this and that. Um, that's really more important for our e-commerce than it may be for 
our business development or for our digital education. So um, I'm throwing a couple more out there. So we do uh, SEM, so search engine uh, uh, marketing. So that's where you're, you know, you see on Google and you see the paid ads at the top versus, you know, when you're on the screen and then you see um, just kind of the regular things that come up. Again, for some businesses, it makes sense to do that versus others. Um, so those are some of the things that, that we do, but it goes back again to what I shared earlier. You got to look at your industry, understand it. So do some use cases, you know, do some study and do some, um, some, some anonymous surveys on uh, your, your customers and on your industry to get you a good baseline. The worst thing you want to do, the worst thing you can do is to go at this thing blind without any type of baseline. Once you have that, you're able to, again, look at your competitors, see what's working for them. In doing that, you will see the unique opportunity that you can position yourself to disrupt your market. So studying your competitors is very important when it comes to your marketing. And then you look at what's available to you and you implement what makes the most sense. Well, I think that's the key. I've been listening and all the things that you have thrown out and Jeff's been going back and forth with you. The key is matching what you're trying to do uh, with certain strategies, not trying to do all these things because you can't be all things to all people, but something you you got to make sure that it's going to reach your market or the people that you're trying to do because uh, you and you have limited resources. So you got to get the biggest bang for the buck. And so you look at all the different opportunities. And as you've been saying, you tie it to your competitors, tie it to your market to see what's going to have the biggest uh, impact on getting people to come to you. So, 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 uh, Marcus, you, you know, we, we, we appreciate uh, all the input you've given us. Let me throw one more thing at you. You, yeah, you come from a family of entrepreneurs. You've been, you, you've been doing uh, starting businesses, operating businesses. You know, as far as um, lessons that you've learned or or mistakes that you've seen out there that uh, you might be able to help some listeners avoid. Uh, any anything uh, come to mind as far as that goes? Um, I would say, you know, a couple of things, um, I'll, I'll do a marketing so, on something that, that one of the things, the strategies that I've learned when starting businesses, and then I'll just kind of do more of, of a high level of kind of being an entrepreneur and how that relates to life. One thing that I learned when starting businesses and the marketing approach is that you're not going to win every single time. And what you honestly have to do is... You say, okay, there's 100% of this population that I'm going after. Having the expectation that you are going to get 100% of it is almost, in my opinion, in my experience, is setting yourself up for failure. Now, I know that philosophy of like, yeah, you know, we can, we can win all the time and we can, get, we can strive to 100%. Some, that philosophy works for some people and, and maybe a good number of people. But I like to take the approach, okay, be realistic. 100% of the population is not going to do business with you, whether it be something that you completely cannot control. You know what? I don't like the fact that your business starts with a C. It brings bad memories to my, my mind from my childhood. You cannot control that. So if you say, okay, of this 100% population, we want to go after 50% of it. If we go after, in our minds, 50% of that 100 and we achieve 25% of it, well, guess what? You're now at a 50% ratio of what you initially started with versus only being at a 25% ratio if you had initially started going after the entire population. 
when I got that strategy and when I implemented that in my personal businesses and the business that I've started that we've invested in, it changed all the dynamics of it because number one, our people were able to you know, get excited because they were closer versus feeling further away from the initial goal. Um, and it just boosts morale. It, you know, when we were talking to other investors, you know, we were able to get bigger investment dollars because we were more realistic. It just changed a lot of things. Um, and that's, you know, marketing and even just kind of overall business strategy that I would leave. But, you know, be realistic. You know, what is the percentage of the total pie that you really think you can get? And as you move towards that realistic number, um, you know, you'll be in great shape. Uh, the kind of other, you know, life lesson that, that I'll share to, you know, as far as the, the biggest mistakes to avoid as a, as a listener that's listening, as an entrepreneur, whether it be a seasoned entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, or new entrepreneur, is that um, you you got to fail. And failure is the predecessor to success. And that's not even just really, you know, an entrepreneurship tip. That is a life tip. You know, our society and, you know, really just as we grew up, our minds moved from this notation that it was essentially bad to fail. It's, it's bad to make a mistake. It's bad to get bruised. It's, it's bad to not fully achieve what it was you initially set out to do. I'll say that it's bad if you give up. It's bad if you don't learn. It's bad if you dwell on it. It's bad if you don't allow it to help you catapult up to the next step. Not that it's bad that it's failure. Not because you, you, you didn't achieve it fully. You know, you ran into some things that you did not know, but so many people beat themselves up over things that they had no way of knowing but experiencing them. You can read all you want on the internet, and it, and it helps. But sometimes that actual physical touch, that experience, that heartbreak or that joy, that success, you have to go through that in order you know, to make it um, in life or, or in business. So that would be kind of one of the biggest mistakes that I would leave that, you know, to avoid as, a, as an entrepreneur. It's OK to fail, but learn from your failures, learn from them quickly. And you have to fail because it's the predecessor to success. I, I think that's a that's a pretty good life lesson, that's and and uh, uh, you know we you know I, I know that we always tell folks that you know it's okay to fail, and you and you and you may well fail, but uh, you just need to learn learn from it. And you know if you make mistakes, that's okay. Just don't make the same mistake over and over. That's that's a problem, but. Uh, Anyway, well, Marcus, we very much appreciate you uh, sharing uh, your your experience on marketing and telling us about uh, the work that you're doing with Customized Minds here today. Well, we uh, we always like to end our uh, podcast by giving a little shout out to small businesses that we've come across in our uh, travels and and whatnot. And and Marcus, do you have a small business uh, that you'd like to share with us today? Yeah, I, um, I came across this, this small business, um, and, and there's some great people working this, in this organization, and, and they're growing uh, tremendously. It's a company, uh, they're actually set up like us, the, the company that holds everything together. It's called DWJ Holdings, based out of Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, they specialize in, in three spaces, um, real estate, insurance, and financial services. 
And um, if you think about that, um, it's a very strategic and, and smart play in my eyes because if you're working with someone in real estate, if you have an insurance business, of course, they're going to get their home insured and, and uh, they probably should have some type of financial plan in place in order to go back to you know being able to maintain that home. So um, that's, a, that's a great business that I came across uh, of, out of in Las Vegas, Nevada, DWJ Holdings. And again, they focus on real estate, buying and selling, um, insurance, personal and, and, and property and casualty, and then uh, financial services. So that's your financial planning and, and investments. And um, the clients that I've met with, they've had you know, a wonderful time with that organization because they take a holistic approach and they can really see that they are about caring for the entire plan, not necessarily just say, you know, selling me a house or helping my house get sold and then I'm kind of, you know, got to go out and find the next person to help me with the other two pieces. So great company based out of Las Vegas, Nevada, DWJ Holdings. That sounds like a great combination of services they're offering. I think we'll uh, we'll go visit them. We'll take the Entrepreneur Exchange on the road next Sounds time. Cool. So, Las so. Vegas. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Gary, Gary what's, uh, what's your small business of the month? Well, we teased that earlier. I thought I'd, I'd give a shout-out to our uh, entrepreneurship teams that just came back from SkillsUSA. As you said, they did very well. Our high school team, which is made up of 15 and 16-year-olds, came up with uh, farm-to-home, a business uh, dealing with fresh vegetables and food, delivering it to people's homes, similar to similar in concept to Blue Apron, and they finished eighth in the country in a very competitive uh, market out there at the Nationals. And this is after they won the North Carolina State Yeah, both their teams won the North Carolina State. That was how they qualified to go to mm-hmm. Nationals. Thank you for saying that. And then our college team, made up of three young ladies, call, uh, and they called their business The Attic, which is uh, vintage clothing and then doing uh, upcycling, to uh, give it its own creative feel. And, of course, you were the uh, advisor for both of these teams. And happy to say they, as the high school finished eighth and the college young ladies finished second in the country. We're very, very proud of them. Yeah. Wow. So, That's amazing. Yes, we're really excited. And uh, we've had a good tradition with our entrepreneurship teams from high school and college doing well at SkillsUSA. And these teams uh, continued that trend. Well, uh, they, and, and they, they both deserve uh, credit and recognition. They work very hard, so uh, glad, glad to give them a shout-out. Yes, so, absolutely. So, so, so my small business of the month, we actually, it actually came from another one of our listeners, and this one is actually from a gentleman named, whose first name is Andrew, and he's actually in the Bahamas, in the Abacos Islands. I think I said that right. And... and uh, he gave a shout out to a brand new company that started, and um, you know I, I believe his daughter is actually one of the founders of it, so he's he's rightly very proud. But uh, it's a company called Coco and Kinney, and it's based in London, and they just opened an online jewelry store where they've been going out and designing, working with manufacturers to come up with their own line of jewelry. And it's the founders of Coco and Kenny are, are two young ladies that are in their 20s uh, who became close friends while working for a London jewelry company. And they learned the, the mechanics of running a business specializing in jewelry and design. Uh, one of the young ladies uh, spent time in Paris uh, uh, working on design and, and fashion 
The other, uh, Emma, was uh, a model for six years in London and, and immersed in fashion and now devotes herself full-time to designing jewelry. And uh, they really focus on filling a gap between uh, products that are modern, stylish, and wearable. Uh, you know, I went and looked around their website, and uh, they do uh, everything from rings to earrings to necklaces. Uh, so the name of the business is Coco and Kenny. And Gary, because you and I are relatively frugal, which is a nice <laughs> yes. way of saying cheap. That the, would be me. The pricing, it looks very affordable. Yeah. Uh, so those of us that want to provide our spouses with nice jewelry but don't want to uh, have to apply for a second mortgage, nice. I, I, you, you should go to Marcus's Yeah, Yeah, also company. you should check out Coco and Kenny at www. Coco, C-O-C-O, and A-N-D, Kinney, K-I-N-N-E-Y, dot com. And uh, you can check them out. And we hope that uh, uh, they'll get the Entrepreneur Exchange bump and uh, uh, be overwhelmed with uh, sales activity. So, anyway. Exciting. Very good. So, uh, Mar- Marcus, we want to thank you again. If Marcus, if people want to find you or your company, where can they find you? Yeah, um, so I, I appreciate you all for having me on. I, I, I hope that the information that I shared was, uh, you know, directive in, in the marketing aspect, as well as some key takeaways just for life and, and you know, entrepreneurship. Uh, to stay connected with me, you know, we post new content all the time um, from the, the professional and personal development aspect. So just go to marcusbowles.com. That's M-A-R-C-U-S, Bowles, B as in boy. O-L-E-S dot com and takes about 15 seconds. All you have to do is just hit the subscribe button um, on my uh, personal website and you'll be connected to our digital education. We post about um, two to three new things um, every every week and um, you know, if you want to get directly to our YouTube channel, just youtube.com forward slash Marcus Bowles and uh, that's how to stay connected with me personally uh, to learn more about the businesses and the things that we're doing in uh, the Customized Minds organization, just simply go to um, our website. So that's C-U-S-T-O-M-I-Z-E-D, Minds, M-I-N-D-S dot com. And you'll be able to find information on all of our businesses, Customized Shopping, CM Investments that does the business development, and um, our digital education, uh, which is customized speaking. So I look forward to, you know, chatting with you. I'm very active on email. I do my best to reply and engage with all of our customers and, and followers and listeners and viewers. So um, I look forward to, again, interacting with everyone who follows us. Well, that sounds good. Well, we, we appreciate you joining uh, us today and, and uh, sharing your experience. And we also want to thank uh, the Mesh Network for hosting us today. And uh, if you've got an idea for a small business of the month, you can send us an email at eexchange at themesh.tv. And if we use your business, you'll get one of our prize packs, as Andrew will, if I can figure out how to ship things to the Bahamas. And, uh, Maybe I can hand deliver it. Well, then, there you go. That's, a, that's even a better idea. Anyway, so uh, we appreciate you listening, and we'll look forward to uh, talking to you again next time. Take care. You've been listening to The Mesh. 
an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.